Streaming Podcast. I'm your host, Anikait, and today I'm joined by Akshay and Ashwin, the founders of Lights, Camera, Action, Desiwood, a South Asian blog that critiques and gives unique takes on all things South Asian entertainment. Akshay is currently a student at UNC Chapel Hill studying economics and health policy and management. And Ashwin is a student at Duke University pursuing a major in neuroscience and a minor in chemistry and sociology. And he's on the pre-med track. Although they may be on opposite sides of the biggest college rivalry in sports, their content has found ways to unite the local South Asian community as well as stimulate new ideas and conversations with people from around the world. Welcome to the show, Akshay and Ashwin. What's up, Anikas? Glad to glad to be here. Thanks for thanks for having us on. Hope all is well with you. Yeah, yeah, no, everything's going good. How you guys been? How you guys been uh, enjoying the downtime? Honestly, for me, it's been pretty pretty boring. <laughs> Not been a lot going on here. I mean, I've been watching a lot of TV, so that's been uh, that's been one may have been killing my time. Um, you know, I think uh, before the podcast, you know, before we started, I was telling you how I got into F one Formula One racing. So uh, there's a Netflix yeah, series cool. called Yeah, there's a Netflix series called um, Formula One Drive to Survive, and I binged the two seasons in like a couple of days. I just got really engrossed. Um, and all the drama and all the developments that are going on behind the scenes. So um, that kind of then translated to uh, me getting a little bit more engrossed with the actual races uh, that are taking place too. So yeah, I mean, that's that's been one thing. And then last night I binged uh, The Queen's Gambit. So that was fun. <laughs> I heard good things about that show. That was a, it was an interesting show. I will say that. Um, I just don't know if I could, that's the one with chess, right? I don't know if I could, yeah. I, I don't know if I could watch a whole TV. It's more than just chess, man. It's more than just chess. It's uh, there's a lot more going on than, uh, <laughs> yeah. than the chess. I mean, the way that uh, she's I mean, able to, to get so good. Yeah. The way that she's able to get so good. Um, you know, there's a lot more behind, going on behind the scenes. So, but yeah, that's what's been up with me. Yeah. What about you, Akshay? Um, as for me, uh, honestly, I've been taking a break from TV and movies, um, like through finals and maybe the first couple days of uh, winter break since we just ended. I was, I was engulfed in TV, um, just couch potato, being lazy. But I, I came over to see some family uh, over in Georgia. So it's been nice. There's a little baby who can uh, run around. And it's honestly a workout, man. I mean, just chasing him all day. Um, making sure he doesn't poke my eye or anything like that. Um, little guy spilled some, some hot tea on me the other day. So it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. It, it's fun though. I mean, you really appreciate a lot more of what uh, your family did for you in your, in your younger days. So pretty, yeah. pretty humbling experience here. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't met anybody like close family wise in months now, just because of how things have been going. But honestly, I can't wait to meet my family come Christmas time. But anyway, uh, I was just, you know, chilling at home too, been watching movies. But the thing is, like, there's no new movies coming out. It's just, like, whatever's been out for the last decade or so, or, like, mm-hmm. you know, ever. And so I've watched through all the Marvel movies, all the Star Wars stuff, and it's just hard to just find new things to do. So I, I'm just sticking to my YouTube and uh, just keeping myself active on video games, you know? But, yeah. Um, have you guys watched any South Asian movies recently? Yeah, I mean, I watched the Tamil movie um, called Undergaram um, a couple a week ago or so. And it just came out on Netflix like a month ago, and I got some time to watch it. Um, it's like a psychological thriller. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty long. It's like almost oh, two and a half hours long. So it's a pretty long movie, but um, 
it's one of the better movies that I've seen this year, at least. And, you know, again, as you mentioned, not a lot of stuff that's come out, but of the stuff that's been released um, on streaming platforms like Netflix and Amazon Prime Video, that's one of the better ones that I've seen. Um, another Tamil movie that Akshay had written up a review about, Surarai Potra. Um, it's about this guy that basically starts a, a low-cost aviation airline um, and it's uh, in his journey to, to making that happen. Um, it's one of those like rags to riches, not really riches, but in the metaphorical sense. Um, and he's able to, it's, it's a good movie. There is some cliches here and there with regards to um, some of the, the way that they portray some of the obstacles that he's got to endure. But at the end of the day, it's, it, it was a pretty solid movie. So, yeah. Yeah. And would you think you would have watched those movies if you weren't in the current situation? No, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> even even during, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, even, um, even now I would have, uh, I would have, I would have still watched or f- found some time to, to kill with the family, um, to uh, watch these movies. I would have actually watched them with, with my family more, more so than anything. So, yeah. For me, it's just like, uh, I like tried looking at some of these movies, but honestly, I just keep reverting back to the classics like Hindi movies all the Shah Rukh Khan movies, all the like, mm. all those kinds of movies. Cause it's like, even if I'm watching, I'm not watching for content sometimes. It's just like white noise in the background. Cause I have nothing better to do. Yeah. No, I feel that. <laughs> what about you, Akshay? Yeah. So um, like, like Ashwin said, I saw that one movie, Surare Putra, which was um, pretty cool because it's based on a true story um, of this aviation guy. And it uh, kind of sparked me to go back and see some of uh, Surya. So Surya is the actor, some of his older films, mm-hmm. uh, one of which was really interesting. It was called Pidamangan, uh, another double movie. And he's he's kind of got a character foil going on with this other guy who's, who's kind of this uh, graveyard type of person. Um, it essentially resembles a dog who, who is a, uh, apart from human society. Um, it was a really deeply constructed film that... Um, you know, I just wanted to go back and kind of see how the actor had progressed through the years because he had a little ups and downs with his uh, commercial films and also kind of artsy films like he did recently and way back then. So um, other than that, really nothing new. I, I know that a few new ones are slated to release in December, uh, early January. So let me keep those on my radar. Yeah. And something that I found interesting from both your takes on that movie is like, I don't know. It seems to be very different than like, you know, just the mainstream South Asian movies where it's just like, you know, masala, we're just going to have a bunch of fireworks and it's just entertainment. It, like you guys are talking about on a deeper level, like there's, there's a lot more lessons to be learned and it's deeper. And that kind of leads into why you guys are here today. You guys are the founders of Lights, Camera, Action, Desiwood. Uh, so could you just briefly explain what, what is your blog and what, are you, what you guys are doing? Yeah, so I mean, the whole, well, lights, camera, action, Daisyboot is a blog that uh, Akshay and I had, uh, had started to basically just shine some light on some of the more deeper developments, some of the trends, some of the um, some of the progressions that have taken place uh, within various different like South Asian industries, whether it's like, you know, Bollywood, Hollywood, Mollywood, Tollywood, whatever it may be. Um, you know, most uh, Instagram pages, most uh, popular sites and whatnot focus on reviews they focus on you know things like gossip whatever is is you know whatever is going to like generate clicks and, uh, and ultimately revenue for those sites but for us we wanted to obviously take it a little a step deeper and um you know we've got 
in some unique experiences growing up, uh, you know, here in, in America um, and others that have not, that, that have been kind of like brought up in, in countries other than India, probably have different different perspectives with with watching these kinds of films and then kind of relating it back to um, the kinds of uh, things that they're being taught in school from like a cultural and um, even like a social stand, you know, perspective. So just bringing all this stuff together and um, analyzing how certain themes, how certain topics, how certain um, issues have been portrayed from past to present, as well as looking at how actors have uh, kind of kept up with the times from the past to present. Um, those are those were some of the fundamental uh, things that we're you know trying to kind of uh, put out there and analyze with our blog. So. Yeah, and and something that you brought up that I don't think a lot of people realize is like there's so many different cinema industries in South Asian culture. Like you just listed Bollywood, Tollywood, was, was Hollywood another one? I don't know. I don't know all of them. I just only yeah, know yeah. like you know Kannada movies because I'm from South. I'm from Bangalore, and then Tamil movies, of course. Um, and then, of course, Hindi movies. But there's a whole, like, there, there's so many different um, industries that we just don't know about just because of, you know, language barriers and stuff like that. And I think it's interesting that you guys actually cover all these different fields. Yeah, no, it's definitely something that we are, are trying to, we, we, we made a conscious effort in the beginning to expose ourselves probably, like, mostly towards Bollywood stuff and kind of the major industries in Tollywood and Kaliwood. But also, you know, looking down into the future, we, we do want to venture into kind of like Nepali films or even Pakistani films that are really just underrepresented in kind of the broader scheme of uh, media and, and also popular culture. So um, definitely something that we've struggled with in terms of getting more people on board, but um, works in progress for sure. Yeah. And, and this, to see the way that you guys have grown, when did you, when did you guys start this blog again? Like it was in the last, what, six months, five months, right? Yeah. So before we had uh, our official site up, we were running the blog on a Wix site. Um, mm -hmm. So it wasn't like our own licensed site or whatever. We were just using Wix um, to, to support all the content that we were posting for free. We, didn't, we weren't paying anything. And this was in late April, early May. Late April was when uh, we had, you know, had published our first post. I, yeah, I think it was a, it was a, a top five or top 10 list that I put up there of, of Hollywood films, of Tamil films that uh, people should be looking into or watching um, that, that, been, that came out in the past couple of years. And since then, you know, rapidly in the next, uh, after receiving feedback from friends and other supporters and family members, but, you know, I guess just how refreshing and and interesting the content was that we were putting out there um, and how they were learning a lot from what we were posting, realized that we want to go ahead and ramp uh, the scale up of, of this project, of, of these operations. So yeah, soon enough, we looked into um, creating a, a separate WordPress site, you know, paying for our domain and all that, getting, you know, just having that, that kind of independence and autonomy to, in a sense, customize the website and design it ourselves and, and give it that, that distinct, um, I guess, South Asian Desi flavor that, that we wanted, um, while also um, combining, uh, giving it an appearance or an aura of provocativeness, if that, if that makes sense. Like we just wanted to let our audience know that we're not 
going to be, you know, kind of doing the yeah. same thing day in and day out. We, we want to mm -hmm. introduce an element of, of mystery, an element of, of where individuals are being or having their minds kind of like opened up to, to new perspectives and, and, and just um, in, in new developments and such. So. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I, I feel lucky in a sense because I've been here for the whole journey. You know, when Akshay first started it and first like publicizing it on Instagram, I was like, of all the people that I think would start a blog, Akshay was probably at the very bottom of that list just because like, I, I actually, no, I take that back because he's actually very tied down to like his cultural roots, right? Like, I, I mean, looking back at it now, maybe, maybe that wasn't the case. But um, yeah, when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is so different. But then again, like, how can I blame him? Like, every time I watch a Hindi movie or any kind of South Asian movie, I have so many thoughts that go on in my head. And I like never have the like, I guess the platform or just the energy to express them, I guess, outside of like my family or whoever I'm watching with watching it with. But, um, you know, I've heard from some from some close friends that like, what you guys discuss in your articles and in your content is, is like s stimulating stuff that they themselves have either thought of, or have been, you know, introduced to a new perspective that they, you know, respect and honestly, learn from like stuff that they wouldn't have even like thought of beforehand yeah no Anike, that i don't think i would have put myself up on that list of, of people to expect to start this blog either i it was kind of just going with the flow and me and ashram talking about the idea but um just like you said I, I mean i think it's it's something that lets us take a break outside of like the the regular internships and jobs and volunteering and just um like focusing on something that we've always been passionate about like whether it be in our close friend circles, like me and Ashwin, ever since we met each other in, in freshman year, two years ago, like we would always have these deep conversations about the movies that we were very passionate about and kind of these themes and systemic issues. But um, again, going back to the tendencies of other blogs and media sites, they just, they, they really gloss over that and um, just focus on kind of surface level um, drama type of stuff that, that we, we find are, are toxic. So um, I, I'm glad to to hear that our messages and stuff are resonating with um, our, our small communities. Yeah. And and you guys kind of touched on it earlier. What would you say differentiates, I guess, South Asian media or maybe specifically like Tollywood or Bollywood from, um, you know, Bolly, like, no, 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 from Hollywood, right? So like um, Western media, Western movies and stuff like that. Because for our audience out there that may not have, you know, watched South Asian um, entertainment before uh, just give like a brief explanation like a brief uh, description I guess yeah I mean there's a lot to touch on honestly um, in terms of the differences one thing I will say is again conventionally the stereotype for South Asian cinema is that it's very over the top right you've got a lot of um, you know there's a lot of uh, music a lot of songs um, yeah. in the movies that's one thing so the music element is huge right um, in in South Asian cinema, as opposed to Hollywood movies, where you know really it's the soundtrack or it's the background score that really motivates uh, certain aspects of the film, whether it's a science fiction film or whether it's um, a psychological thriller, whatever it may be, it's that background score or whatever that really propels the movie forward. Whereas in again South Asian cinema, it's a combination of that background score as well as the kinds of songs and in um, music that feeds those songs that uh, facilitates the progression of the film. Another thing would just be um, certain, 
certain types of films that uh, have have been made in in South Asian cinema more so than than uh, than Hollywood. Um, so you know the whole uh, kind of like the romantic drama um, archety- uh, kind of film in South Asian cinema was overdone quite a bit. Um, and it, right now, you know, it, they, they've kind of laid back down a little bit on it, but there's just been a heavy emphasis on those kinds of films as well, as well as the masala uh, entertainers. So where they're really, the, the stories or the, the screenplays tend to be wafer thin with a few differences here and there. Like it's ultimately you're, you're, you know what you're going to be going in for, you know what kind of experience it's going to be, you know how the characters are going to be developed, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be the actor, the hero that's, you know, capable of basically doing whatever. And then the actress that is, um, you know, just there for the sake of being there as, as, a, as a romantic interest for that actor. So you have these kinds of um, films that have been known or just been, I guess, people that aren't from India or people from South Asia, when they think about the kinds of films that come out of there, that those are the, the uh, elements that they think of. But, you know, in terms of recent developments and recent films, you're starting to see a lot more experimentation. You're starting to see a lot more risks being taken in terms of uh, exploring new ideas, portraying um, new, new concepts in a different light, um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, for sure. I felt that too. Um, honestly, like, like some of these issues that they're, they're discussing are very interesting. Like, um, I can't think of one on the top of my head, but there have been movies now where it's like, you, you wouldn't have expected this from like Bollywood and Tollywood and all these South Asian entertainment things in the past. But I think now, um, people are like, like the industry is evolving and you're seeing more aspects of, you know, society and culture being adapted. Cause previously it was straight up like, um, Bollywood movies were just like feel good movies. I mean, there are plenty of like intellectually stimulating movies that were made, but they just didn't have as much of an emphasis until now. So like, it was always like, you know what the plot of the movie is, you know what the characters are going to, you know, you know what the ending is going to be, but you watch it because it made you feel good. But now it's like, um, people in India are more intellectually driven and they want to see something different and something that, you know, takes a different take on, I guess, society and culture. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, I mean, that that's probably something that uh, South Asian cinema can can learn from Hollywood in, in a sense of its experimentation and ability to um, show problems in life as the way they are. Yeah. I was actually watching, um, I was watching Aid Dilhe Mushkil. Have you guys seen that movie? I a little bit of it. <laughs> I know it's like a very mainstream thing, but I, I think in some respects, movies are very good in the sense that like, the message of their movie is clear throughout, but there are some situations where I don't agree with the, I guess, the use of societal issues just because it feels out of place, right? So in the case of Adil Hemushkil, um, you know, it's like a love story and whatnot. And then in the back half of the movie, one of the main characters all of a sudden has cancer and it's like, oh no, <laughs> like they could have stopped the movie right there and then before she had cancer and it would have been a perfectly good film. But then they included it on the back end. And similar to that, like Kick, for example, right? You guys watched Kick, um, the Salman Khan movie years ago. It was yeah. like uh, they started talking about orphaned children at the, in the back half of the movie. And that wasn't even the focus of the plot. But, but like I like the direction where they're going and that they're starting to move towards this. But, but of course, there's some depictions that you know, aren't as moving, I guess, as others. 
Yeah, no, I think maybe there there may just be some pressure in terms of how these directors and producers want to take their films, and maybe that's where these um, forced themes are coming in. But uh, I think Ashwin would agree with this that um, most most films that do talk about those issues and kind of um, like themes, they do it consistent throughout, um, whether it be kind of like through a character's progression through the film or kind of minute details that the common person may miss. So um, hopefully hopefully shedding light on those um, while also um, taking away the light from places where it is kind of just obscene and forced in, that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. We're going the right direction for sure. Like we're, we're at least having these conversations now and these conversations we might not have had years past, just it wasn't emphasized as much. Kind of moving on, let's get back to your blog. Um, so far, what have been your biggest obstacles? So for us at the moment, um, there have been a number of obstacles that we faced. One being just uh, getting people on board to write for us. Um, we've had some individuals that have been on board and have written articles from time to time, but it's just uh, ensuring some semblance of consistency and continuity. Yeah. So when we say cons- yeah. so when we say consistency, like committing to a, a set schedule in a sense you know, maybe a post every two weeks or so. And then with continuity, are you going to be able to be on board for, you know, a couple months, maybe, you know, four to six months, whatever it may be to, to post for us. Because at the end of the day, if it's just the two of us that are um, at the moment, me, Akshay and I, um, and we've got uh, regular contributions from a few other, uh, one or two other um, contributors, but if it's just going to be the three or four of us that are, that are posting, on a, on a regular basis, um, you know, the, one of the main purposes of our blog was, to, was again, to shed uh, a multitude of different perspectives from different individuals on these topics, on, on these developments that are taking place in these industries. And you lose that when, again, it's just the same couple individuals posting. So, yeah, recruiting blog writers, um, and just recruiting individuals to be part of the team has been, I guess, the hardest obstacle um, on our end. Um, I guess another heart, I guess going hand in hand with that is just, um, support and in terms of, uh, I guess building our, our audience base or viewership, we've kind of stalled in terms of, um, expansion efforts, uh, you know, over the semester, we, we were a little, we got a little busy, um, uh, with schoolwork and another thing, not to make excuses, but, yeah. um, it is, you know, that those were issues that kind of impeded our progress. And so we weren't able to um, do as much on the outreach into things. And, you know, as a result, in terms of how many, you know, what our viewership base is like, things have kind of stalled there a little bit. So we're yeah. hoping to um, bolster that a little bit or give it a little, little push um, yeah. during and, these and, next and, couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and me and uh, Ankush have felt that way too, you know. It's, it's easy to say we'll upload consistently when we're on break. But come school time, like this past semester was crazy just because one, it was a shortened semester because of COVID in general, right? Because they wanted us to be home before break. But then for UNC students, it got shortened even more because of, um, you know, complications in the first two weeks. So we were on like hyperdrive for the entire semester, just books, books, books. And whatever free time I had, it was like, I honestly do not want to spend my free time doing like the podcast I want to do it so that I can recover so that I'm prepared for the next round of classes and assignments and all that stuff it was really hard but I think at, at the end of the day 
for for any project like ours, right? Like for um, you know, our podcast or your blog, we just got to find a way to do it because you know there'll always be a reason for not for us not to do what we're doing. Like you'll be tempted to not do something one day because you know you're busy or because you have something that you enjoy that's about to happen or something like that. But that consistency is what I guess drives people to, I guess stick to your content, you know, come and listen in more often. And uh, I will say that we will try us at uh, Dauntless Dreaming to to do more consistent uploads, but uh, you know, I don't want to promise anything, <laughs> but, but, but we will. And then on the other issue that you mentioned, getting people involved, you know, that's something that me and Ankush also have found to be kind of a problem just because we're such like a new project. But I think right now we're in that phase where me, me and Ankush, where we're like, we're trying to, build our brand before we attract people because what I've learned over my years of you know pitching ideas to people is unless you've proven or you've shown that this is what you're capable of doing and this is what you are um it won't bring in people and that's not the case for you guys you guys have already built like a, a base and you know have this whole infrastructure set up with your website and with your uploads and like I guess you, you guys have a pretty big audience compared to us and so I, I think it's just a matter of time now before you guys can you know get some more people involved questions favorite post honestly my favorite posts have been um oh boy it's been so long since i've read the best ones that the one that i liked the most was probably the one on Shashan Singh Wajput and then the um and then was it the one with um coloration yeah the like, colorism one yeah, yeah the one about the fair and lovely yeah because those are issues that i think we've talked about in like American culture, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like Indian culture, we don't really talk about that that much. And also, I helped. I, I gave some inspiration for both of those topics to Akshay when when they came out. Yeah, those were my favorite posts. What about you guys? Do you guys have one that you hold near and dear to your hearts? Yeah, for me, I mean, I'll just say that uh, yeah, it was the colorism post that uh, was one of my favorites, if not the favorite, or if not my my favorite post. I mean, before this one, it was, I had written a post on. Um, I guess intimacy uh, and how that's depicted in uh, how that how the depiction of intimacy has kind of evolved throughout the course of time in Bollywood cinema. And I think the cover photo of that, the cover photo or the featured image for that post was the theatrical poster of the film Malung mm-hmm. um, that came out this year. And if you've seen the trailer, um, you have to have seen the movie, but just the trailer itself, some of the songs, you know that uh, the film is pretty... It's it's a sexually provocative film in the sense that the characters, the lead actors, the yeah, for, for uh, sure, and, like the depi- and the depiction of drugs too in that movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's you know, there's nothing that's left unturned in a sense. Um, they're not trying to hide anything with, you know, they're not trying to like take a, a veiled approach in in terms of expressing their emotions or expressing their relationship with uh, with drugs and and what that what that means to them. Um, in fact, I forgot there was a, a quote. It, it's kind of a generic um, statement that Disha Putney made in the movie. But um, yeah, it was like you live life from one high to another. I don't know. It's it's really cheesy in the movie, but you know, thinking about it and thinking about the circumstances in which she was uh, faced with, um, it just had a different tone. Like it's just something that you would not hear, or you would. It, it's something that would have been considered to be so taboo, so like provocative or just like um, 
out of the, the realm of respectability quite some time ago, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when, you know, we still had more of the standard uh, masala movies, cop thrillers, whatever it may be, but, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I think there's like this competitiveness kind of going on in Bollywood and South Asian culture where like, it's like every actor is looking for the next big like societal issue dealt movie in a sense where it's like, now people aren't just looking for the next like masala like entertainment thing, but they want to do something more meaningful in the sense that, you know, attack, you know, in, in the case of Malung, it was there, there was rape involved. Right. And then the issue of like drugs in India. So like portrayals of that is like driving, I think the industry at the moment, it's not just, you know, the usual, like the traditional, like love story. Uh, actually you had anything to add to that? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I think um, for, for me, my, I, I had two favorite posts. I think first one would be uh, religion's depiction in, in um, just South Asian cinema. Um, and, and I picked that because I was watching one movie that was pretty cheesy and it was kind of a masala film. I think it was called OMG. Oh, my God. Um, mm-hmm. But it was unique in that it actually deconstructed kind of um, like ritualistic Hinduism as a theme in the movie, which is something that, um, like, by, by close observation, I, I've seen that not many um, films or TV shows really address, um, like, religion as a, as a central theme concept, um, which, is, which is a bit ironic considering India and kind of South Asia's cultural context of being, being the home of a lot of faiths and kind of philosophies. So, um, it, like, I, I thought that it was interesting that um, they, they haven't made a, a conscious effort to bring to light a lot of these different, the, these diverse religions and kind of um, ways of life. So that was one of them. And another one was another post that Ani Keith gave inspiration to, which was um, like physique in Bollywood. I, I just found it super interesting after Ani Keith pointed out to me that um, there are a few archetypes, like you, you've got to have the super light skin, the um, nice silky hair, uh, six-pack abs, and toned muscles um, for being like a, an A-list hero, like a protagonist. If you don't meet any one of those qualifications, you're automatically a comedian. Um, and if you're super dark or something like that, or South, South Asian, or I mean, sorry, South Indian, um, you get thrown into a villain role. Um, so, I, I mean, it was it's really interesting how uh, South Asia still follows a lot of these toxic guidelines. Uh, Ashwin deconstructed this very well um, in that colorism post, kind of more on the um, actress's side, uh, and definitely a lot more to deconstruct there in terms of future posts. So, yeah, those yeah. Are, those are my top two. Yeah, no, definitely check those out. Um, but, yeah, so how, how do you think your perceptions of South Asian media and entertainment have changed, whether it be through your own research and your own articles or articles that other people have suggested or written themselves? I mean, for me personally, <laughs> it's just, yeah, I, I mean, before uh, really getting invested with, with LCA Daisywood, um, I had some knowledge, some semblance of some of the dark underbelly, some of the um, stuff going on behind the scenes and such. But after getting really invested with the blog and, and reading other articles and such, yeah, I mean, it's just made me feel even more ashamed, in a sense, of uh, of what of the kind of stuff that's going on behind the scenes um, in terms of what's valued, what's appreciated, um, and what's looked upon and what's frowned upon. It's not stuff that is necessarily um, 
attributed to how talented you are or you know how how hard you've worked or um you know what what your expertise is or what your knowledge your knowledge base is coming into the industry it's you know again other factors close you know one of the big factors that has that's been discussed since the death of um Sushant Singh Rajput was the influence of nepotism and um, other, you know, just having connections within the industry, having actresses and actors that are not necessarily more talented than um, those that have struggled to make it, given more shots. Um, it's nothing that you can really kind of do about it because at the end of the day, if you do have somebody within your family and, you, and they're interested um, in acting, you're going to want to do whatever you can to give them a shot. But to then give them that shot because, again, of the influence that they have as a celebrity um, uh, and, and the money, whatever it may be, over somebody who is as equally talented, if not more talented than the other individual, that's just, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of depressing to think about. Um, that's just one of many issues. Again, I've, we've touched on uh, colorism. We've touched on how skin flick, skin color plays such an important role in um, determining whether you, you know, what kinds of roles you're casted in. Um, again, the physique, as Akshay had mentioned in his post about uh, what kind of body do you have? Again, that goes hand in hand with the color of your skin too. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of these subtle things that uh, we've got to address and we've got to figure out. Um, in a sense, these kinds of things are kind of holding us back from really taking that next step um, into uh, into not being labeled or not kind of being um, stereotyped as as being more backwards uh, in the realm of world cinema. So these are the kinds of uh, things that we're going to have to take a harder look at and address more constructively if we want to again earn that uh, that kind of respect and um, whatnot from from our counterparts. So yeah, and and to kind of touch on that, you know, I tried the whole boycotting, um, you know, mainstream Bollywood movies like the ones, you know, produced by Dharma Productions and all that. But it's really hard. It's really difficult because about eighty percent of the entire industry is is them. So like, if you watch right. um any mainstream Bollywood movie, chances are it'll be from one of those um companies that put out movies every year, like uh, three or four blockbusters. Right. Um, so I tried doing that. Uh, it failed miserably just because, you know, <laughs> it's so embedded in my culture. been watching exactly. it since day one. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah, we've just kind of been conditioned um, in a sense from, from a young age, as you, as you aptly pointed out, to appreciate these kinds of films, to enjoy these kinds of films. Um, anything that deviates from it, it's, uh, it's a bit jarring, right? It's a bit jarring. It's like, whoa. Yeah, you almost not feel like that at all. Yeah, yeah. and... We've got to find a way to normalize that um, that that sense of discomfort, but it's going to take um, quite some time for sure. Yeah, like even watching um, Shashan Singh's Rajput's like original movies, right? Like I don't remember the names, but the one where he was friends with, um, like I think a Muslim person in the movie, and then a Hindu, and then it was about a real. Yeah, I forgot the name of it, but but Kai that Kaipoche, and then um, also the movie about stress and anxiety in college. Um, I don't remember the name Chichore. of that. One. Yeah, Chichore. So like watching those, the the casting of that movie was completely different than like more like mainstream media. And at first it made me uncomfortable, but then like gradually you start to like focus less on the characters and more on the plot and the message behind the movie. 
And, you know, that's not a real issue that we have when watching, you know, American movies or like Hollywood movies, just because there's so many actors in the, in the industry that you don't spend too much time, like building a connection with them, I guess. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point, especially on that that Chichori movie about kind of stress and anxiety, um, about how movies and TV shows have this this power to be a voice to bring to light a lot of um, issues and themes that are going on, like that would make us feel uncomfortable. I, I think like that's one way that my perception has changed. Whereas before, uh, like investing my time in LCA this you would, I primarily just watch movies to get a laugh, to feel entertained, um, or watch one of my favorite actors do like flashy dances and fight scenes and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, just realizing the power of uh, media as it fits into the broader scale of um, society and how people look up to these movies, like that's, that's been huge in transforming my mindset. Name your uh, top five Asian movies like south asian movies from the last decade because i know that if we do of all time i think there's at least three that would you know fall in everybody's list wow uh, <laughs> i hate doing these kinds of like uh lists because there's just so many movies to choose from so many films oh, yeah. that i've uh, seen and that i've enjoyed and it's just like having to roll back through your memory oh yeah <laughs> and then everybody's pick. gonna criticize you if you don't pick the one that they no, like. if i don't pick this particular movie that i just like glossed over um yeah yeah, because it's just been like, I mean, you've seen as many movies, I think, as Akshay and I have seen. Um, <laughs> you, you can kind of like just, uh, you know, miss a couple that have been deemed classics or that have uh, been been very popular uh, amongst a, group, a good number of people. But but for me, um, Vikram Veda is one of them. Um, it's a Tamil movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like a gangster uh, versus cop kind of thriller, but it's a bit different. In the sense that it's uh, there's a lot of shades of gray, that it, the, the 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 this whole notion of yeah the blurring the boundary between good and bad and exploring again these shades of gray that exist uh, within each character or each of the main characters is something that is um, central in that film. And I mean, just from a technical standpoint, too, the cinematography, the editing, the music, the sound, the, the background score is is absolutely killer. Um, Sam C.S. did an absolutely fantastic job, in my opinion, with uh, with the background score in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of my favorite films, Tamil films. Another one, Hindi film, um, Zindagi Namalegi Dubara. It's kind of like a contrast. It's a little bit more Good bougie. Film. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of a bougie kind of film, but um, I don't know. It's one of those like feel-good um, films that also does explore... Um, some interesting things, some interesting themes with regards to confronting um, those inner obstacles, those inner um, yeah, it had, of, it had a lot of Western elements to it for sure. Exactly, yeah. Um, so you know, you've got that, and you've got the, again the exploration of those um, those inner fears and, and kind of just breaking out of your comfort zone a little bit. That's um, that's that you don't see too often. You don't see those kinds of issues portrayed that way too often again in, in south asian cinema and again the music in that movie was absolutely top-notch so that's another thing um third film mm, i would have to go with there's a it, it's called ratsasan or ratsasan it's a uh, it's a serial killer kind of uh psycho thriller in tamil as well um mm-hmm. so i'll just leave it at that you know y'all can check the trailer out for it 
um, but it's uh, it's very gripping. It's very compelling of a movie. Um, so enjoyed that for sure. Fourth film, um, man. <laughs> yeah. Just so many movies. How about we just stick with three? Okay, <laughs> yeah, now. Let's, let's stick with three for now. <laughs> yeah. And, what about uh, you, Akshay? Yeah, I'm going to have to steal um, Vikram Veda just because <laughs> there's just, I can't describe it better than Ashwin. Like the fact that so many different, um, like minute details, like from the colors to the background scores to even the dialogue, some kind of the, like the deeper themes they have. It was, it was just amazingly executed and amazing acting. I, I think another one that stands out to me is Three Idiots. Um, oh, just yeah. because of, of how much it speaks to just every Desi kid. I mean, in terms of how we're growing up in these these pressure cookers, which is used as a, a hilarious analogy for... I used that exact dialogue <laughs> on my mom one day when she said, why aren't you studying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's transformational in terms of um, like not only entertaining us and being a voice for us, but also kind of conveying a message that like um, it's, it's good to have kind of passions and, and explore... A deeper meaning in education system and um let's see for a third movie this is this is tough man um i wish you'd you'd ask this before so i could come in with my homework yeah already. this this would have been helpful <laughs> no no man this be on the spot there's there's another one um so it's uh it's an old movie that i was just seeing over quarantine mm-hmm. it's a Tamil movie called anbe sivan mm-hmm. and really interesting movie by kamalasan and madhavan to uh, name actors that probably Bollywood people are familiar with. And um, it's it's interesting because it talks about uh, communism and kind of its relation with um, like being secular and like for the people, um, which is a very kind of provocative topic, at, like in, in not just Indian context, but in, in any society, right? So the fact that the, the director even dared to experiment with the with the messages and kind of subtleties of having the the villain, for example, the villain was a, a devout Hindu in, in a ritualistic sense, but um, mm. using it for like kind of on, on the surface level, whereas the protagonist was um, a secular communist guy, really just fighting to improve the lives of the, of the people. So really, really interesting how the director portrayed different messages about society there. Um, and hats off to the background score, especially Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, I, I know it sounds cheesy after me and Ashwin say that so many times, background score, background score, but really complements the the message of a film in a way you really can't express in words, hence you use, use music. Yeah, and I, and I like uh, how in tune you guys are with your own, like, um, like your own state's, uh, I guess, film industry. Um, for me personally, I don't watch too many Canada films just because not too many of them reach that level of fame, say, I guess. Yeah, the issue with the Kannada films is that you've got one that came out pretty recently, well, KGF, that's like the big Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, release, I've heard about right? that, yeah. The big mainstream um, release mm-hmm. from the Kannada film industry. But besides KGF, I mean, yeah, it's just not as, as big um, as it used to be in um, the past. Yeah, our past one century, claim to fame was uh, our, our one claim to fame is uh, Mungaru Malie, I think is what it's called. You may, oh, may or may not have heard of it, but I think in terms of plot, it has the most different plot of any movie you will ever watch in South Asian cinema. I highly recommend watching it just to like you do not feel good at the end. You feel like, wait, what? What? What just happened? Did that really just happen? Like you'll have that kind of feeling, right? But, um, you said it's Mungaru Malie, is that what it's called? 
I butchered Mungaru that. Malay. I, I butchered yeah, Mungaru that. Malay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I just got a, Ganesh and Pooja Gandhi seem to be the... Don't, don't ask me the actors because <laughs> I have no idea. I, yeah, I, I whitewashed that name just because, yeah. you know, that's the accent I'm currently in. But <laughs> Budget of two crows and a box office uh, collections of 50 to 75 crows, man. They made mad profit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's our one claim to fame, I think. But that's crazy. I just, I just yeah. hope nobody, none of our Kanadigas, like, blow me up on <laughs> social media or anything. But uh, yeah, my, my list is going to be pretty basic because I'm limited to just mainstream Bollywood and a few movies here and there. I would definitely put Three Idiots up there. Just any Amir Khan movie in general. I like the way that he really dives into the role. You know, the, the social issues that he addresses. So in Three Idiots, that was, of course, education, as Akshay mm. said. Yeah, so that's, that's there. And then this, song, this, this movie, I like purely because of the songs, but also because... The the plot also is a little meaningful, and I watched it recently. Um, mm-hmm. Ye Javani Hey Devani. I think oh, that's like okay. the DDLJ of our time, yeah. <laughs> of our generation. My mom's a huge fan of um of that. I saw that movie with actually saw that with my grandpa and my mom back in 2013. Maybe we were in India, and yeah, that was an experience. <laughs> yeah, no, the the mo- the the songs in that movie are great, right? Imagine um, if uh, Deepika and uh, Ranbir were still together. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it, meant I, something else. <laughs> it hurts from like it I just hurts, wish yeah. I wish more of um, Ranbir's movies. Like if he if he made more movies, I think since like the breakup and all that, he hasn't made too many movies that have gotten a lot yeah, of attention. He's been pretty Sanji was the last one that uh, you know had gotten you know a significant amount of attention. But even yeah, it's been since. I don't know. Did he have a film last year? Um, he might have, but I don't, uh, I don't think he did. Um, yeah, but I, I think he's one of those like really good actors in the sense that he brings something different to the table whenever he's making a movie. He's not tied to one role, I guess. Yep. Um, so there's him, and then oh god, I don't, I don't know. I should have thought about this too a little bit. Um, Third film, any anything it could be anything. It doesn't have to be something that's yeah. like critically, you know, acclaimed or, or anything like that. <laughs> third movie would probably favorite. i don't know I, I mean i keep falling back the only one that i can think of right now is pk but i can probably okay. tell you there's probably another movie out there that i probably PK like more. Bad. PK it wasn't is, bad uh, certainly interesting yeah it made you laugh it made you think long and hard about indian culture for sure yeah the uh dogmati- the dogmatic ritualism uh with respect to religion yeah <laughs> i guess was, not just not, yeah. not just religion but the gurus right those those gurus that basically lead those uh, sermons they basically twist like religion in a sense they're just kind of like televangelists in a sense in christian culture today or in 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 american american culture today all those old-fashioned televangelists that will tell you to you know uh pay a certain amount of money in order to plant a seed or whatever in in jesus in, in god's name right so those kinds of things um they just just bringing those kinds of uh mm-hmm. practices to light so yeah yeah no for sure and uh that actually reminded me um like with this previous election right my mom was telling me some gurujis in india were saying were predicting that you know one candidate was going to win over the other i'm not yeah. going to speak too much on it just because you know politics and religion is a very dangerous topic to get it into is, yeah. <laughs> as as voiced in pk and <laughs> here now too yeah but um i was like really wow what's gonna happen when they're proven wrong is is what i told my mom she's like i'm I'm not saying anything it's just you know, that's what they say like okay maybe you should stop what they say that that attention yeah. <laughs> exactly the more attention that you give the more that 
you shed the light on them, then the, the more that <laughs> people are going to start paying attention. I mean, it's just a positive feedback loop, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Where do you guys envision your uh, project going a year from now, two years from now? Where, where are you guys headed in the future? Yeah, so I'll just take the lead. I'll, you know, just, I guess, start off by saying that We've got a couple things in the works. Um, we're working on, um, we're trying to work on getting some people on board now that uh, we, we've had a break. Um, we, we were trying to get some more writers on board. We're trying to kind of like figure out things with regards to social media, trying to figure out ways to um, expand uh, our, our viewership base um, so that again, more people are able to view the content that we put out there. Um, in terms of the presentation, the, uh, the layout of the website, we're trying to play around with, um, or just like organizing different kinds of posts. So whether it be reviews or um, lists, whatever it may be, things like that, just um, making those things a little bit more easier to access on the site. Because right mm -hmm. now we've just got uh, the posts um, kind of sorted by language. And then we've got a separate category labeled the panned industry category that's just applicable to all the different industries, regardless of the language. But yeah, we're trying to kind of like um, make it a little bit more organized by the type of post first and then by language. You know, it'd be an interesting thing to pursue. You guys should think about doing a podcast, South Asian podcast. How many of those are out there, huh? How many, how many Indian American based podcast do you know of yeah no i mean we'd, we'd be lying if we if we said we hadn't it hadn't occurred in our minds um but yeah uh it, like i mean we, we've got some some ideas that we're still brainstorming in terms of how we can best utilize a, a multitude of digital venues and platforms to uh build a greater sense of community i think i think it like one of the problems we've had is um we we tend to write articles that are like three four five minute reads which it really shouldn't be too long of a read. Um, but I mean, I, we're seeing in this age of social media that um, attention spans are shorter. So how can we really um, still effectively convey our messages um, in a way that, that our audience and community um, is like uh, able to comprehend? Yeah, yeah, that's like the biggest challenge. Cause I think if you, if you look at some of the recent posts that we've put up, a couple of them have just been like Instagram only posts where we mm -hmm. haven't written up a separate article um, to post on the site or whatever if we've just written like like for example I've uh, you know I wrote my quick thoughts on uh, uh, Miss India which was a Telugu film that uh, came out recently on Netflix and you know basically bashed the film you can read the review if you want <laughs> on, on our page but I mean it just didn't it it was more it was more or less um, not a very constructive not a very uh, in-depth detailed kind of like analysis of the film but at the same time with what Akshay said about um, the attention spans and getting individuals to click um, on the site first, then get to the post, then read the post. It, it seems like at the moment we've just been experiencing difficulties with um, people, you know, taking those steps. So we're, we're in a sense trying to figure out how to write up posts that are detailed and uh, that convey uh, this information in, in a unique way or in you know, from, from, a, from a different perspective, um, in a sense, but uh, aren't 
uh, at the same time too long or too lengthy. So we're, we're working on that. That's going to be one of the biggest challenges for the future. And we've had the same problem too. Uh, it's kind of like every time someone opens your link or your post or whatever, it's kind of like you're pitching a business idea. You have to get them with those first three or four seconds. Otherwise you've lost them already. Like don't even bother continuing. You're done. Just, just walk out. So like when me and, uh, me and um, Ankush were talking about making clips for the, uh, our podcast, uh, you know, I'd critique him pretty hardly because like if I was someone that was listening to these clips, I would tell you right away in the first three seconds, you've either, you know, got my attention or you don't have my attention and we're going to lose followers that way. And I think kind of something that helps me when, when it comes to all that is like my psychology background, I guess. Uh, I did air quotes for the people who are just listening to the audio. Um, I, I took a lot of psychology classes in high school and a couple in, in college. It's basically like you have to get in the mind of your consumers. Um, so, of course, like, you know, getting their attention in the first couple seconds, colors, colors play a big role. Um, shout out Apple for making blue text messages for people with uh, iPhones and green for Androids because, um, you know, green creates that feeling of disgust in you and it's just not appealing. And that's what drives <laughs> people away from it. Psycho psychologically, that is true. Psychologically and, manipulating their you there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So like that was one of the deciding factors behind our logo. I was like, we're not getting green on our logo. It better be something blue because it's calming, it's soothing, and it's attractive. Not saying, not, not knocking anybody that, you know, has green as their favorite color, but generally speaking, green is not, not the move if you're a business. Hey man, it's it's on our logo. What, what you trying to say? Oh snap! It's on your logo. Oh shit! <laughs> we were, we were going for the Indian flag colors, but no, but that that's respectable. <laughs> I don't think people will be staring too hard at the green. They'll be staring harder on the saffron and the yellow <laughs> and the white. <laughs> yeah, but, no, the, that's that's um. You, you guys have been doing a great job killing it with um little snippets that you're trying out with the social media posts. Um, during interest even before the release of the podcast um so props to y'all yeah no thank you thank you guys for being on the show um it was fun having you guys we should do this more often a little bit of context we already recorded recorded one of these a couple months back but um if you guys want to check out any of the content from lights camera action daisy wood um we'll leave links in the description we'll tag them in our instagram posts uh remember to leave a like on the video leave a review um comment on our post let us know what we're doing wrong what we need to do right and if you guys want to get in touch with lights camera action daisy wood of course reach out to them via the links um and we'll see you on the next episode